Jesus. Can we just uh, bow our heads and pray? Just pray that Lord speak to me, speak to my heart, Holy Spirit. Speak to me personally. Lord, I have come to meet with you and not with man. Holy Spirit of God, speak to me, God. Speak to me, O oh God. Speak to me. Speak to each and everyone here, O oh God. I offer myself as a vessel, Lord, for your glory and not my glory. That, Lord, you will speak to your people, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Redeemer. Thank you, Adonai. We give you praise and give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So there's a word that God has for us today. Um, so while I was praying and preparing, first of all, I need to thank Pastor. Pastor, thank you so much for this opportunity again to share the word of God with God's people. I really appreciate the privilege to share. I pray that God will continue to bless you, bless your entire household, increase his grace, his wisdom, and favor upon your lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, sir. Really appreciate you. Amen. So while I was praying and preparing for today, what I felt in my heart is um, there were different dimensions of burdens, different burdens that people had. And um, for some of us, you know, this is the season of uh, kingdom assignment. Um, people are really thinking about their kingdom assignment this period and thinking about how to, you know, accomplish that to please God. Uh, and then, but then there are some challenges on the side that they need to take care of first before uh, that can happen. But they are seriously considering and thinking about that kingdom assignment. And then there are some that... Um, there are just some things that need to be taken care of now, and the, burden, the kingdom assignment can wait first, but this other issue has to be taken care of uh, before thinking about the kingdom assignment. And there are even some that um, this old Christian work just seems like, uh, what's it, what is this really about? They, they don't really know yet about the true essence of uh, Christianity. Praise the Lord. I know as I was thinking about this, and um, you know, as I was thinking about this, it looked like instead of coming here to give one message about how to solve emotional issues or how to solve physical problems or how to solve spiritual problems, you know, one message may take care of one segment and not take care of the other segment and all of that. Um, I felt like a, a patient that went to see a doctor, there are other patients waiting to see the doctor. Instead of me to go to the doctor and say, doctor, give me one prescription for this person, then I give everybody. It's better I take everybody to see the doctor. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So it's better we all come to see the master because he's the one that can heal all our diseases. He's the one that can, you know, um, heal all emotional or physical or whatever issues that anyone may have. Praise the Lord. And that's why God is telling us today that this is an invitation to his presence. So the message is an invitation to God's presence. When you come to God's presence, you will get the answer to your kingdom assignment. When you come to God's presence, you will get the answer for the next level that God is bringing you into. And one thing that was also in my heart is that uh, Jesus, when he spoke to the disciples, he said, follow me and I will make you. He said, follow me and I will make you. 
So God does not intend for us to follow him and remain the way we are when we meet him. God's intention is to make us, is to build us, is to prepare us and make us really, you know, manifest that kingdom assignment or manifest that glory that he has prepared for us. So God is going to make someone today in the name of Jesus. So now coming into God's presence, let's read the Bible in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. At some point, I will take one or two comments. Genesis 2, verse 15 to 17. Um, okay, today is not Bible study, so I can read. Uh, Genesis 2, 15 to 17 says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge and good knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it for in the day that thou eatest thou shalt surely die so god put the man we see there in the garden of eden god put the man there to fellowship with him to have communion with him and eden is a place of unbreak unbroken fellowship and this is where god put man and in that presence, where God was with man, that was where God gave man his kingdom assignment. Um, that God told man, he said, dress it and keep it. I think pastor always tells us this, that it's in his presence that you find purpose. So uh, God prepared man and put man there. But there was one caveat. There was one condition. He said, do not eat of this tree of good and evil. And I just want to take one or two comments quickly about um, why why did God put that condition there? Why did God not just say, you know what, Adam, just stay in this garden. I've given you everything. Just fellowship with me forevermore. Uh, there's no opportunity for you to sin here. Just fellowship with me. Enjoy eternity with me. And, and that's it. Why, why did God put that condition? Why was there that uh, condition there? Maybe just one or two comments. And anything you say is correct. Don't worry. There's no right or wrong answer. Amen. Anyone wants to comment? Okay, pastor wants to give us something. Thank you very much, sir. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, we find purpose in his presence, but Amen. to fulfill purpose, we must go according to God's principles. Amen. Uh, we must obey God. So that was uh, put there to ensure that man is able to know that the decision is not his, but God. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, sir. That God, we must follow God's will for us to fulfill God's purpose. God's assignment for us is not our assignment. And God put that condition there to make Adam understand that uh, this thing that you want to do for me, you must follow my principles. You must follow God's principles. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. One more comment. Thank you very much, sir, for that. So we just take one or two. Second comment. There's no right or wrong answer. Don't be scared. <laughs> Amen. Well, we need to engage. Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. So God puts man there and um, put man within that um, Eden and fellowship with him so that man will understand his principles and so that man can give God sincere love. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Love is not mandatory. You don't force someone to marry you. You don't force someone to love you. If the person loves you by force, 
then that is not love. That means love has been taken out of that equation, right? So when God put man there, man must follow the will of God, and man must also understand, man must also sincerely love God, right? So man had that liberty to choose God or to choose any other thing. Man had that liberty to follow through with what a soul desires. And we see that eventually man, um, you know, disobeyed God, and that was what led to a broken fellowship with God. Because fellowship flourishes on love. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Fellowship with God is about unity and agreement with God and about following God's principles or God's will. But also that fellowship would flourish on sincere love, genuine love. If you want to truly fellowship with God, then you must have that genuine love in your heart. And that is what God made man show. That even eventually when man broke away from God, when man, you know, separated from God due to sin, God still came down to show man love in order to reconcile man back to himself. So one principle we get from this, one principle, the first principle, like Pastor shared with us, is that fellowship with God is based on unity and agreement, following the will of God. You must love the things that God loves and you must desire the things that God desires. One. Then secondly, fellowship thrives on love. Okay? Fellowship thrives on love and so God will not force you to serve him. Even to today, the message of Jesus does not move by force. It's not something that we um, kill people to serve God for. Right? So the message of the gospel it thrives on love, your willingness to serve God, your desire to accept the gospel. So there's a part that you must play in this fellowship with God. And this principle that we get from the Garden of Eden about that desire for man to love God genuinely, it's also at play today, even on earth today, that God is not going to force you to pray or God is not going to force you to come into his presence. God is not going to force you to love him. But you just need to know that God loves you so that you can respond to that love. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So let's look at Genesis 2 verse 8 to 10. I believe. Or is it 3 verse 8 to 10 now? Okay. Genesis 3 verse 8 to 10, please. Okay. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 to 10, I read. It says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, I heard you coming in the garden and I was afraid and then I hid myself so Adam hid from God because he had broken that fellowship because he had committed sin right because Adam had committed a sin we see it here Adam was separated from God and he was afraid to fellowship with God and like we'll go further into this but let me just mention here one of the things that leads to a broken fellowship or one of the things that make us not desire fellowship with God or desire to come into the presence of God is sin and guilt. 
either sin of today or guilt from sin of the past. Right? So people do not come to God's presence because they feel, does God really want to hear from me? Or they feel, does God really love me? What would I tell God? What would I even, what is that thing? Do I, do I even worth anything to God? You know, like the psalmist asked and said, what is man that God is mindful of him? But what I've come to tell you today is that God loves you regardless of your sin, regardless of that guilt, and God wants to hear from you. Praise the Lord. And you see, it's in that presence of God that we truly get the, um, the advantage of our Christian work. There's no advantage of Christianity except in God's presence. And we see this, in this analogy again in the Garden of Eden that God did not make man, okay? God did not make man to have dominion away from himself. Or God did not make man to be like himself away from God. Okay, I don't, let me break that down a bit. That God did not make Adam so that Adam would go away from God and be like God. God did not make Adam so that Adam would go by himself and say, you know what, God has made me like him, so I'm not in charge of the earth. No, God made Adam so that Adam would be with him and be like him. God wanted Adam to function from his presence. God wanted Adam to manifest that glory from the presence of God. And it's the same thing today. That God does not want you to manifest glory away from him. God wants you to manifest glory with him, fellowship with him, and that's how you get advantage of this Christian work. That the advantage of your Christian work is when you function from the presence of God. And now, what is it about this presence? Because when we say presence, Christians, we can say like, um, you know, as believers, we already have God in us. Right? The Bible says that the, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So God is already in you. So if God is in you, then what is this thing about invitation to God's presence again? Since we already carry his presence with us. Praise the Lord. That is true. But what's happening here is that that presence of God is in your spirit. Can we go deeper a little bit? Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Because why we're going deeper a little bit is so that sometimes you can eat meat. And when you eat the meat of the word of God, that's how you will grow. Praise the Lord. So, so the, the presence of God, where the spirit resides, is in your spirit man. But your mind, your soul, is not conscious every time about the spirit. It's just like wine. Like the Bible says, the kingdom of God is uh, not wine and drink but his righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost so the holy spirit is like wine that when you take normal wine or alcohol it intoxicates you for a while and after some time the power wanes away right and so also when we fellowship with god god wants our fellowship to be consistent god wants our fellowship with him to be like we are always drunk in the holy ghost so that your spirit can overwhelm your soul. And when the spirit overwhelms the soul, then the body can function from that presence. That's why Apostle Paul said in Romans 12, he said, renew your mind. 
because your mind needs to be in that place where it can function from the spirit. Your mind needs to be in that place where it can know what the spirit of God is depositing in you or is teaching you at every time or is talking to you or telling you part time. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So, when we talk about this presence, we're saying not just what God has done in you, in your spirit, but how to make sure your soul comes into agreement with what God has put in your spirit. That's why we pray. That's why we study the word of God. That's why we, we press in to know the will of God. Because many times your soul may not know what God is saying. Because if you look at this Christian walk, in our Christian walk with God, if you fix your prayer life, if you fix this walking in God's presence, I believe, this is just my own calculation, though, no, it's nowhere in the Bible, but personal opinion. I believe that if you fix your prayer life, you would have fixed 70% of your problems in this world. If you fix your prayer life, maybe if you fix your prayer life and you learn discipline, and many of the problems in this world also need discipline. Many of the problems in this world also need focus. But apart from that, you're also going to hear from God the things that God wants you to do for your next breakthrough. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Okay, I said 70%. The other 30% is um, some of them I would be maybe when you hear from God and you implement, why some of them would just be that's how we're in this world and the world there are always problems. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Let's look at the Bible in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 quickly. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. The Bible says there, Let us come boldly. Let us come boldly. It says, let us come boldly. Okay, Hebrews is becoming difficult to get. Okay, Hebrews 4 verse 16, the Bible says that let us therefore come boldly before, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain and find grace to help in time of need. Let us therefore come boldly, let us come boldly before his throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So God wants us to come. Like I said, God does not want us to receive Christ and then we go away from him. God did not make Adam to be like himself to go away from him. God is still inviting us to come. He said, come boldly. God is inviting you to come because he wants you to function from his presence. He wants you to carry his presence. He wants you to know his presence and know that presence in your soul in your conscious mind. Let's also see in Galatians 5 verse 25. Let's see Galatians 5 verse 25. Galatians 5 verse 25. We'll read. Okay, the Bible says there, if we live in the Spirit, if we live in the Spirit, let us also what? Walk in the Spirit. So it means that these are two different things. Live in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Two different things. And this second part, let us walk in the Spirit. It's a conscious effort. It's a conscious thing that we need to do. It says, let us what? walk in the Spirit. 
So, if we live in the Spirit, means that the Bible says in Romans 8 verse 1, it says, um, There's therefore now no condemnation to them who walk after the flesh, but walk after the Spirit also. Let's read that. Romans 8 verse 1. Then we'll come back here. Romans 8 verse 1 quickly. It says, There's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So, when we, let's go back to Galatians 5 verse 25 now. When we are in Christ Jesus, we are in the spirit. We live in the spirit. That means our spirit is now in contact with God or in union with God. But then for us to walk in the spirit is now a different thing entirely. And that is when we become conscious of the presence of God. Because if you look at it really, if you only live in the spirit and you do not walk in the spirit, then you would be like every other carnal person out there. The Christian walk will be difficult and you will not know why, not knowing that the response, the living in the spirit does not mean that you are walking in the spirit automatically. It doesn't mean that you know what God wants you to do part time because you um, have believed in Christ Jesus. So walking in the spirit is a conscious effort of coming before God's presence, coming before God's presence. And now I want to just share quickly three things. Three things that would help us really walk in the spirit or three things that will help us really come into this invitation that God is giving to us today. God is giving you an invitation. God is calling you to come. God is calling you to come before his presence, to receive a touch from him. And I just believe while I was praying that God is saying to someone here today, that you are going to receive a gift of faith. Praise the Lord. Because it looks like this person, it looks like you have something to do in, in the coming weeks or the coming months. I don't know what it would be. But you have something to do and there's this uncertainty that just surrounds it. There's this fear. It's not a normal uncertainty or fear at all. But this, there's this uncertainty or fear that you have about that future or that project that's coming. But God is impacting faith in you. And it's going to go ahead of you and give you ease in Jesus' name. Amen. So these three things, the first one is desire. The first thing for us to um, come into his presence is that we must desire his presence. We must desire that presence of God. We must desire to come before God and fellowship with him. Um, the psalmist, we know the psalmist says in Psalm 42 verse 1, it says, as the deer panted for the water, so my soul, not my spirit, but my soul, the longer after you. Not like the psalmist. We know the psalmist were, they were operating from the old covenant. But that scripture is still very instructive even today. Praise the Lord. Let's see that in Psalm 42 verse 1. It says, as the heart panted after the water broke, so panted my soul after thee, O God. That if you love God, if you say you are a Christian, Christianity is not just by title, but you are going to desire to love God. You are going to desire um, to be with God. Your soul will desire after God. And, and that, that's the first secret. That's the first um, way for us to come into God's presence. You must desire to be with God before you can be with him. And now when you desire to be with him, sometimes, really, sometimes it is not... I want to make this not by our efforts, not by human um, strength and all that, right? That when you desire, 
the thing you can do, I believe, that would help us also is that we just need to ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. God has given us his Holy Spirit as believers. Then you say, Holy Spirit, help me. I desire to fellowship with God. Holy Spirit, help me. As you open up yourself and yield to the Holy Spirit, which will come to next, as you desire for the Spirit of God to help you, one day you are going to wake up and you are strengthened to pray more. You are strengthened to seek God more because you have genuinely, you now genuinely have a desire to fellowship with God. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So when you desire, you must ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. And I just wrote down three things that can um, hinder that desire or hinder people from truly fellowshipping with God. One of them I already shared before is sin and guilt, sin and shame. That um, we saw Adam run away from that presence because of sin. And we know that the Bible says that, um, let's go there in, I think it's in 1 John 1. Okay, that scripture was not taken down, but let's go there. 1 John 1, I think verse 9 or 8, I believe. There's a lot there in 1 John 1, verse chapter 1. 1 John 1, chapter 1. Okay. Okay, let's look at verse 7. Verse 7 there. It's 6 and 7. 6 and 7 says, If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ is so cleanseth us from all sin. It cleanses us from what? All sin. So the blood of Jesus cleanses us from what? All sin. Is this some sin? All sin. So Jesus cleanses us from all sin. The Spirit of God purges us of all guilt so that we can freely fellowship with God. So that we can freely come to God and fellowship with him. The next point quickly is... Um, Burdens, burdens. Sometimes uh, we have burdens that we feel like we must take care of. And when there are those burdens in our heart, it, it, it disturbs us from coming to fellowship with God. Sometimes I imagine how David had time to write the different Psalms, just going from desert to desert, cave to cave. But David still had time to write most of the um, chapters in the book of Psalms. And David said this in Psalm 61 verse 2. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed... Take me to the rock that is higher than I. That take me to that place. Even say the burdens do not take me away from you, but rather it pushes me to come to you. Because God is what? The burden lifter. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. And I believe that God is going to reveal himself as the burden lifter to someone here today in the name of Jesus. God will reveal himself to someone here today as the burden lifter in the name of Jesus. Because it's the one that lifts up the sins of the past. It's the one that lifts up the challenges of the present. And it's the one that lifts away all the uncertainties of the future. He will reveal himself to you in the name of Jesus. Then the final point there that um, hinders desire is not knowing the love of God. Not knowing the love of God. Because you don't want to fellowship with someone that doesn't love you. You don't want to spend time with that person. You want to run away as much as possible and all of that. But we must know that God loves us. And he proved this in Christ Jesus. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So God loves you. And Apostle Paul wrote again in Romans chapter 8 that nothing shall separate us from this love of God in what? In Christ Jesus. So nothing shall separate you from this love of God. Know that God loves you and then that would build that desire in you to fellowship with him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Then the second point to come into his presence now is to yield to the Holy Spirit. Yield, yield to what? The Holy Spirit. We need to yield to the Spirit of God. And when you yield to the Spirit of God, that is how you are led by him. So we need to yield to the Holy Spirit. We see that in Romans 8 verse 14. The Bible says that as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. As many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So yielding to the Holy Spirit is very important when we want to come in fellowship with God. When we want to come into the presence of God. Praise the Lord. Then finally, the final point I put down here is consistency. 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 We see that in Luke chapter 22 verse 39. Let's just read that in Luke chapter 22 verse 39. Luke chapter 22, verse 39. Okay. Okay, we'll read this KJV. Then maybe we'll read New Living Translation so that we can understand this a little. It said, and he came out and went as he was wound. <laughs> KJV can be funny at times. As he was wound to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. So let's go to the um, NLV, NLT or NIV. NLT or NIV. Yeah. Okay. It said Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. Let's see New Living Translation also. NLT. Okay. It said um, 39. 39, please. He said, dear, okay. Then, accompanied by a disciple, Jesus left upstairs room and went as usual to the Mount of Olives. Okay? He said, Jesus went as usual. There's a version that says, as his custom was. That's the way he does his things in the morning, he goes out toward pray at the Mount of Olives. And, and this is one of the secrets of um, Jesus' ministry, why he expressed so much power. Though we know it was God in human flesh, but he also functioned as a man. And this is one of the things that he left with us, that there is a consistency in how he fellowships with God. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So God wants us to um, stay in his presence, function from his presence. And I believe that many of us would come into that experience in this season that we're going to increase our fellowship. We're going to increase our, um, you know, communion with God, or we're going to increase our prayer life, our Bible study life, or anything that would bring us to, you know, come to that place where our souls are really in tune with God. Praise the Lord. So let us rise up as we just um, come before his presence in prayer. Can we just um, begin to bless the Lord and praise him? Father, we bless and give you praise. We worship you. We adore you. We magnify your holy name, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name, Holy Spirit. We thank you. Blessed be your name, Holy Spirit. We worship you. 
We love you, Jesus. We praise you, Yeshua. We bless you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lamb upon the throne. Let us praise him. Let us bless him. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we praise you. Blessed be your holy name, O God. In the name of Jesus. Right now, let us pray that in this season, God will bring us to a new level, a new dimension of his presence. That pray that God will bring you to a new level of knowing his presence. In the name of Jesus, there's more with God. There's more that we need to touch. There is more that we need to know. There is more that we need to come to the knowledge of. In the name of Jesus, let us pray that the Lord will bring you more, will raise you more, will teach you more, will make you more. Know his presence in the name of Jesus. Apostle Paul knew God so much, but yet he said that I may know him and the fellowship of his sufferings. Let us pray that the Lord will help us to know him more in this season. That the Lord will help us to know his presence more in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank and give you praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Let us pray. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. The Spirit of God is our helper. Pray that the Holy Spirit will help you in this season as you desire him. That the Spirit of God will help you to come into koinonia with God. To come into a new dimension of fellowship in your spirit, soul, and body. In the name of Jesus. That your spirit will know him. That your soul will know him. That your body will know him. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. That let the Holy Spirit help us. Holy Spirit of God, help us, O oh Lord, we come to you. You are our healer. You are the body lifter. You are our helper. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. And so, Lord, we come to you in this season that you will help us, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank and give you praise. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Finally, we are going to pray. You know, in the natural realm, there are levels of power. Like if you have a, like maybe it's more familiar to us from Nigeria that if you have a small generator, for example, it may only take maybe one of these lights or it may not take the furnace and all that. But there are some generators that you have, it has a higher power, it will take, um, it will take the entire um, appliances here. So I want to pray that God will take us to a new level of power. There are different dimensions of power that we need to touch. There are different things in our life. There are, for you to fulfill your kingdom assignment, many in many cases, you cannot fulfill it with a low level of power. You need a level of power that can transform things. You need a level of power that will manifest the glory of God. And that comes in its presence. Let us pray, Lord, as we come before your presence, take us, O oh Lord, to new levels of power in Jesus' name. We pray for new levels of power, new dimensions of your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that our gifts will not lie fallow. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we bless you. We thank and give you give praise. We magnify your eternal rock of ages. Be thou exalted and be thou glorified, O oh God. For in Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord.